You are listening to the Corona Diaries, brought to you by Allegra. For more information, please visit allegralaboratory.net. Hi, this is Justin Spike again in Budapest, Hungary, uh, speaking for uh, Allegra Laboratories Corona Diaries. Uh, I'd like to start by talking a little bit about the case of 13 Iranian college students, university students here in, in Hungary, who are being deported by the Hungarian state, allegedly for behavior that they exhibited in a hospital in early March. So uh, these students were taken to a hospital here in Budapest on March 7th after they were suspected to have come into contact with a person who um, who tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, the first two cases of coronavirus here in Hungary were Iranian university students um, who had come back from Iran a couple of weeks uh, before testing positive for the virus. Um, much was made of that in the in the media, uh, and the Orban government uh, made sure that everybody knew that the first two cases were Iranian students. Uh, he and other government officials equated coronavirus with immigration, with illegal immigration more specifically, um, even into the days when the state of emergency was declared in Hungary, uh, Orban and uh, other government officials were still saying that there's a distinct correlation between illegal immigration and the coronavirus and that foreigners had brought in uh, the virus to Hungary. Uh, Needless to say, these students were here on valid visas. Many of them had lived here for many years. Uh, this was a, a cynical ploy, which ultimately didn't work, and they gave up on it now. Uh, now there's well over a 1,000 uh, cases uh, confirmed, 1,763 as of today in Hungary, so you can hardly uh, blame immigrants anymore. They set that aside. But what they didn't do is set aside... Uh, the scapegoating of these first students uh, from early March. 13 of them went into quarantine, and later uh, they were accused of having uh, broke quarantine orders by leaving their hospital rooms without permission, and they were said to have acted aggressively towards hospital staff uh, while they were in quarantine, and now all of them have been ordered deported. Uh, One woman is a 33-year-old pharmacology student here in Budapest. She's lived here for nine years. Um, She's also to be deported. Her her appeal was denied by the High Court of Budapest, and uh, she's being represented by a local uh, human rights organization called the Hungarian Helsinki Committee. And they've called her trial a politically motivated show trial, and uh, and say that the accusations are absurd. So it's very sad to see that uh, here in Hungary, uh, xenophobia and the scapegoating of the other, the scapegoating of immigrants is uh, happening all the while. There is a, a pandemic which affects us all totally, totally uh, independently and regardless of where we are in the world. And it's not only here that such things are happening. I mean, I read that in China... Uh, they've begun displacing African immigrants in the south of China, um, evicting them from their homes. Uh, 
black people are not being allowed to go into McDonald's restaurants in some cities in China, as I've read. Um, and you read about reports of uh, racism, anti-Asian racism around the world. Uh, I've even read that uh, white people or non-African people uh, in certain African countries are being treated with great suspicion um, because people are afraid and people are equating uh, the outside world, foreigners, with the capacity to bring in the, the disease and make it worse. So I think this is a, a very worrying trend and it makes me sad that rather than extending international solidarity uh, and coming up with a joint uh, response to this crisis, not just that of the pandemic, but of the social implications, rather than that in a lot of places, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, xenophobic barbarism is what's carrying the day. Um, so I would like to see a change in that and I hope we get there. Um, also in Hungary, another story that I've been working on is that, uh, the ministry of human resources here, uh, last week in a letter they, they sent to the directors of hospitals, ordered them to vacate 60% of all hospital beds in Hungary within eight days, uh, to accommodate potential coronavirus patients, that equates to about 36,000 hospital beds uh, in eight days that had to be cleared. Um, this threw hospitals into a frenzy to relocate their patients. Uh, and this was a big problem because many of these patients required 24-hour uh, care. They, they, were, they had chronic illnesses. Um, they couldn't dress themselves. They couldn't go to the bathroom by themselves. Whatever their condition was, they needed 24-hour care. And within a period of a couple of days, the hospital's had to send them home to any loved ones that they may have had, people who couldn't necessarily care for them uh, at home. So this caused a lot of chaos. Um, a couple of directors of hospitals were fired by the Minister of Human Resources, uh, one ostensibly because he failed to clear out enough beds in his hospital. Now, this was a, a rehabilitation hospital. It was said to be one of the best, if not the best, uh, public hospitals in Hungary. He was fired uh, for not clearing out enough beds by the deadline. Um, doctors and staff at his hospital held a spontaneous protest uh, demanding his reinstatement. They disputed what the what the minister claimed uh, about the lack of beds. They said that they had, uh, in fact, cleared enough beds despite the difficulty uh, and the danger to the to the chronic patients and who were in rehabilitative care of doing so. Um, another director lost his job in the city of Sikeshvehevar because the hospital was late in sending digital data to the to the ministry. They sent it by phone, but only a bit later did they did they send a digital version of their data. And this guy was also canned immediately. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of doctors and, and and medical staff and professionals as well as uh, as well as uh, health economists questioning the efficacy of this policy of clearing out 36,000 beds in a number of days. You know, this is particularly interesting when we think that, as I mentioned before, there are around 1,700 cases of uh, confirmed coronavirus in Hungary. If Hungary resembles the rest of the world in the proportion of 
people who are positive for the virus and need hospitalization. So that's about 20 to 25 percent of infected people need hospitalization. That means that 36,000 beds would be enough to accommodate 150,000 to 180,000 positive cases of the virus, which is about 100 times what we're said to currently have. Uh, the disparity in the maths here is just really um, interesting to look at. And, uh, and a lot of people are very confused about why the government has decided to do just this sweeping order, uh, which many hospitals feel that they can't possibly uh, safely uh, execute uh, without putting the lives and the health of their patients in danger. Uh, so we're going to see what happens with this, but it doesn't look very good. People are being sent home. Recent amputees are being sent home with wounds that are not healed uh, to be cared for at home by their family members, not medical professionals. Um, people are being sent into circumstances where they cannot possibly receive the kind of care that they need. And, uh, and that's really worrying. And it looks uh, pretty chaotic. Some, some health experts have said that such a move could cause more deaths than uh, COVID-19 itself. Um, so we really just have to hope for the best. I think people are doing the best they can to accept and accommodate their loved ones as they're, as they're evicted from hospital. Um, but uh, that's the story here from Hungary. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll come back next week with another update. Bye-bye.